0: Hi. Well this uh, video is designed for those of us who are leading ministry teams and leading volunteers in our teams and uh, in a church like ours there are hundreds of volunteers thousands probably people serving in different teams and this little talk is all about how our ministry team and our team relates to other ones in the church and just what the governing principles are across the church about how we approach the issue of people serving Um, because obviously as I'm building my team, you're building yours, and if we get it right, uh, there'll be lots of synergy, uh, but we also we want to just avoid moments where there are clashes. So I have 10 principles I want to talk through. Uh, I thought about calling them the 10 commandments, but I'm not sure. Let's just talk about 10 principles about how we do volunteers across the church and what, how we're we going to approach this. First of all this, I want to say uh, that people, some people, obviously we have serving opportunities on Sundays and midweek, and, We want people, their first step of serving to be into Sundays generally. Um, That's not because midweek serving isn't important like Friday night youth or group leadership and things like that, but we believe that we first of all need to make sure that our teams that are running on Sundays are functioning really well. So when people are new to us and they step into serving for the first time, we steer them and direct them into serving on a Sunday first because we need those teams to function first really well. So that's the first thing to say. Secondly, we talk a little bit uh, around Kings about what we call primary and secondary serving. Now, those phrases need a little bit of explanation. This is nothing to do with how important one ministry is against another, or how significant or how much value there is attached to one ministry or another. This is simply all to do with how costly it is to serve in one ministry. And some of our ministries, particularly some of our Sunday ministries, we say this is a primary serve. We This this ministry has to run for us to function and to do well and serve people well. And also we're aware that uh, this ministry is more costly and that some serving, if you like, is uh, instead of, we serve in this team rather than this one, and some serving, which we consider secondary, can be as well as rather than instead of. So let me give you an example. We would consider the welcome team or our kids' teams on Sunday as being primary serving places. They are Regular, they are costly for our servers, particularly our kids' ministry, because they're out of the main or the adult meeting for, uh, for most of the services, not all of it. So there's a quite a high level of cost involved. Whereas maybe I could be on the prayer ministry team, which is a fantastic serve and very important. But actually, the cost involved in praying with people is lesser. I'm in the meeting for the whole time, and I might be praying with someone for 15 minutes at the end of the service. So we consider our welcome or our kids or our youth as primary serving places and something like prayer ministry maybe as a secondary serving place. And the reason I say that is because, again, when someone steps forward to serve, we want them first to serve in a primary place and secondary, a second serve to be in a secondary place. So, And we do it that way around because if people serve in a secondary serve first, they may not ever serve in a primary serve. So primary first is a really important principle for us. Um, The third one is that we generally want people to serve in one primary Sunday ministry at a time. So whilst it's great and when we have very enthusiastic people who say, I wanna serve in worship and I can serve in youth and, and they sign up for every serving team there is on a Sunday or midweek, what we find is actually sustainably really, it's much more appropriate for them to serve in one area And we'd rather people were serving and running with us over the medium to long term rather than signing up for everything in the short term and then just get burnt out. That's not good for them and we don't think it's appropriate leadership on our part either. So one main Sunday serve in terms of a primary ministry only. We're also looking at if there are multiple meetings, generally, although there are exceptions to this, generally we're aiming towards, we're not always there on every site, but we're aiming towards people serving in one service at a time. So, if you have a 9.30 and an 11.30 kids ministry on the whole, generally we're looking for people who will serve in the 9.30, not do both. Now, there are seasons in a a life of a site where people do double serve because we're just launching a second service, or or we've just launched another site so people have to step up and serve more. But generally, what we want to aim towards is people serving at one service rather than double services. And obviously there are exceptions like the worship team where it makes much more sense for people to to lead through the whole morning. But that's one of our principles as well. Number five, when it comes to people stepping forward to serve, it's really important for all of us to understand that there are certain really hungry ministries that we need to lean towards when it comes to people serving. And it's important for everybody to know that because um, sometimes people can kind of go, oh, why why are these people being directed towards kids ministry or something like that? And that's because some of our ministries, particularly zero to nines on a Sunday, I would say, are the most volunteer-hungry. In other words, they often require the most people to actually run the teams because you've got ratios of numbers of workers to kids, which are higher the younger the age group. And also, those ministries are often sometimes the most costly. They are, like I said earlier, people are out of the meeting the whole time. Sometimes people are saving there because maybe because they feel they ought to, they've been asked to because they're a parent, um, and maybe less because there's a sense of passion. That isn't always true, but you might have a bit more of a mix of that in your teams. And therefore, often those teams are the hardest ones to keep at a sustainable level of volunteering. And so we kind of have to keep encouraging people to step in and serve there because they're the most volunteer-hungry and... If, for example, our kids' work can't open on a Sunday, that will affect the whole site and people will stop being attracted to church. It's a key part of us. So we steer and we lean our resources towards the most volunteer-hungry ministries, and that's often on a Sunday. Sundays first, primary service first, and of those, it's often zero to nines. On that note, just a comment about parents. uh, Number six, if uh, parents have kids in zero to nines, we just say to them, if there's there's two of them, that we would like at least one of them to serve in that area, serving our children. That is a principle we have to uh, go along with gently and subtly, Uh, but I think it's an appropriate one to ask parents. If you're going to put your kids in and you've been with us regularly now for a number of weeks or months, we invite them to step in and serve as well. And to serve there before serving anywhere else, and that's an important thing. So we do ask parents to do that. And just a comment on musicians. Um, when, a, when a really good musician turns up at church who is an appropriate person to be serving our worship team, we will generally ask them to step into the worship team because uh, you can't, musicians don't grow on trees. So you can't, you can't take someone and make the musician in three months. It often takes 10 years of training for someone to be at that level. So there it's a much smaller pool to resource and to draw from when you're building a worship team. So, that's another thing for you to be aware of in the life of a site or in a church, that musicians are quite a rare commodity, and that's why often, although they might be great on a welcome team, we're more likely to push them and stir them into, or ask them to go into the worship team. Uh, three more things I want to say. First of all, everybody who leads a team, we want you to say, respect all the other teams. That's code for, thou shalt not steal other people's team members. Um, now that's not to say there aren't moments when someone transitions from this team to that team. That's appropriate and that happens. But uh, obviously that if that is gonna happen, we say, look, make sure there's dialogue and conversation and permission asked before that you ask that person to come to your team. So we just want everybody to respect all the other teams. And we just wanna say in your own ministry team, um, look to build a healthy team. Numbers wise, think about you should know how many people you need in your team. Look to make sure you fill that team and maybe to build an additional margin on top because you know and I know that not everybody stays in our teams. We know that sometimes people aren't always as reliable as we would like. So we want to build enough margin in there. that we can kind of ride those moments without too much stress being generated. So look to kind of create healthy margins in your teams, but don't overstaff your teams either. So occasionally as a site leader, I've had to say to some teams, you need to stop recruiting now. You've got enough. In fact, you've got more than enough because this team over here are really struggling and we need them to be more resourced now as well. And then lastly, uh, all we just say is to everybody, we want you all to play nice. So we want everybody to kind of follow the same... Uh, principles. So that's why we're talking this through. So just be aware, all those things I've just spoken about. And if everybody kind of goes, all right, these are the principles that we work to all together, then hopefully everybody wins. Thanks.